Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hey, Soul Traveler listeners. Today, I'm chatting with Demetria Louie, who went from being a junior high school dropout and homeless to living her dream of inspiring others through her many books and providing a platform for women to share their story through her magazine, Empowering Women to Speak. Demetria's story is a true testament of the miracles that can happen when we change our thoughts and stay focused on our reason as to why we went through such trials and adversities. I've included Demetria's information in the show notes where you can learn about her upcoming wellness summit in Hollywood this September, and you can even help support her fight in finding a cure for lupus through the Lupus Awareness Foundation. Wherever you are today, I hope that you enjoy this inspiring story and ask that you please support the show by smashing the five-star button. Get ready to be inspired and expand your mind, body, and soul. Here we go. Hi, Demetria. It is so nice to meet you. I am truly honored to be able to welcome you as a guest of the show today. And I can't wait to hear all about your journey and get to know you in real time. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. Yes. Well, I'd love to start off by hearing about your inspiring story from going from the junior high dropout all the way up to a successful businesswoman. Can you tell us about your journey today? Yes. Again, thank you so much for having me on your show. Super excited to be here. So a little bit about my journey. As you stated, I was a junior high dropout and really the whole story started from my past like the things that people don't really want to talk about they want to bury you know the past it was hard for me to go into the past and really talk about it but it all started when I was 16 years old when I was almost molested by my aunt's husband and there was a witness you know, of him trying to do that. And it affected my relationships growing up, not just romantically, but other relationships also. And I felt like it was my fault because no one protected me. Like no one called the police. No one said it wasn't your fault. No one showed me love, hugged me or Mm or absolutely anything. And I grew up feeling like I did something wrong. And so I really just became a people pleaser growing up of just trying to just please people because I didn't want to feel like anything was my fault. So that's how it really, like, really got started. So yeah. yeah and one thing that you touched on that really resonates for me is how you said like you felt like you couldn't talk about your story. And I felt like that for so many years in my life. Growing up, I had a a very troubling childhood myself and struggled a lot. And I always thought that by telling my story that that meant I wanted people's sympathy or I was looking for people to feel sorry for me. And it took a lot of years for me to realize that that's not necessarily the case. That's not the truth. That my story 
and empower others. It can help people who maybe identify or connect have gone through something similar. And it's become my reason uh, as to why I do this work. And it sounds like that is the same for you. Like your story and everything you've overcome has become your driving force. Yes. Yes. Because I remember when I was homeless Mm -hmm. and I remember meeting this lady and I remember walking into the Goodwill store and I had holes and things in my clothes. I had eaten no food or absolutely anything. And I remember her buying me a book and a notebook and I went back to my car with it. And I remember of me just saying to myself, I was like, I'm going to live or I'm going to die because it was so much that was inside of me. I was feeling so much hurt, so much pain, didn't know which direction to go in life didn't know who I really was. And so I was like, I have to write about this. Like, I got to get this off of my chest. And the family, they said, don't talk about it. So I was just like, you know, well, they didn't say don't write it. And so (laughs) I was trying to be like, okay, well, let me just write about it. They said, don't talk about it. But, you know, here I am at the age of 21. You're still trying to figure life out. Mm -hmm. Like, not even at the point of, and so... I started journaling about Mm -hmm. where I could remember from my childhood. Myself, with the work that I do, I'm a quantum healing hypnosis specialist. And when you talk about remembering your childhood, oftentimes a lot of my clients will come to me and they say that they don't remember their childhood or they don't remember things before the age of five or six. And that's oftentimes because our subconscious mind will block out the trauma. And so the lady from Goodwill, uh, bless her heart, she gave you this book and and a journal and you started journaling. Is that ultimately what became your autobiography and your first book is from that journaling? Yes, 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 yes. When I started journaling in 2009, when this all started, I didn't know that it was going to turn into a book. I was writing for healing. I was writing for myself. I was writing because I wanted to talk about this, but I was in fear. I was afraid. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going to happen if I talked about it. I never asked anybody for advice on what if you talk about what happened to you. And so maybe some months later, I ended up seeing this thing. I ended up getting a job at Walmart, actually. And I ended up seeing this thing. I forgot what it was. But anyway, they was hosting a workshop for people who wanted to write a book and I of journaling. I said, well, I'm journaling. And so I ended up just take, going to the event and my book wasn't based on branding or money. It, it, it wasn't based on any of that when I started writing. None of that. It was based on me, for me, for healing and where am I going in life? You know, because I felt like I'm going somewhere. Something is meant for me to do in life, even though I would have suicidal thoughts. But there was something to me was like, you went through a lot so far at the age of 21. My dad had died when I was 18. We walked into the hospital and we thought he had gotten better. But the doctor came in and threw the thing over his face and was just like, oh, he died this morning. You know, did the sheets over his face. (laughs) Yeah. We was like, so sorry. Yeah. And so it was just, just experiencing all of that. And so, yeah, that my first book, Refuse to Lose, 
And actually, I came up with that title and I started writing in my homeless season. Wow. And let's talk a moment about it sounds like the universe sent you a little sign. You know, you're know, you working your job in Walmart and just saying yes and going to this one workshop changed your entire you know life. It changed your course, it sounds like. And sometimes even I catch myself doing it. I, stuff I, I know I should go and experience and try, but maybe fear sets in. And I'm like, no, and I talk myself out of it. And so you said yes. And that ended up being the catalyst for so much change. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And I also want to chat about your magazine, Empowering Women to Speak Out, which you launched in 2014. And it gives a platform for other women who are like us to come forward and share their story. Yes. Yes. So wrote my first book, Refuse to Lose. And I tell people that it wasn't easy. I wrote the book and finished it in 2010, the beginning mm-hmm. And I didn't launch it right then and there. I actually was working and I got my first income tax check. <laughs> and <laughs> I took that I took that check and I published my book. I paid for the publishing services. And wow. yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to write mm-hmm. this book. But I was in fear. I backed back. I had she had edited the book. I wrote it. We had did the front cover mag, the fr- the front cover book, everything. Mm-hmm. I said I can't do this because I was told not to tell it. it. That fear started coming back. That you don't deserve this. You know, you never experienced anything good in life. And so, actually, it took me five years to publish the book. I didn't wow. publish it until 2014, actually. And I said, you know what? I walked off of my job in 2013, and I actually called my publisher back I was like I feel so embarrassed but anyway she answered the phone and Mm -hmm. she was like oh my god Demetria I've been looking for you what happened and I told her I said I wasn't ready I'm ready now and she said I think we lost your book everything that you had wrote I was like oh no so I gotta rewrite this whole book but she called me back two hours later she said Demetria I found your book I found your book cover your uh, book, everything is ready to go. Are you ready? And I was like, yes, I'm ready. And I planned a book signing and absolutely everything. But um, yes. So um, so Empowering Women came because I said that uh, when I got over that fear, that hurdle, and mm-hmm. um, Empowering Women came, I said, I'm going to do a magazine. I wanted to do a magazine. I contacted so many major companies and they mm-hmm. told me like, we don't know you. Who are you? <laughs> and I didn't know, like, you got to be famous to get, you know, in some of these magazines or you got to pay that 25K or 15K mm-hmm. just to get in some of these, a lot of major magazines. And I came home and I said, you know, something hit me and that was, you can start your own magazine. And I walked around the house and I said, not working, no money, nothing. I'm done with jobs. I want to start my own business. And I, I'm going to call the magazine finally that evening. I said, I'm going to call it Empowering Women to Speak Out because I'm going to empower mm-hmm. women to speak out through my story because they deserve a voice. They have a voice. They voice matter. They story mm-hmm. matter, just, just like mine matter. 
And so long people was trying to tell me that my story didn't matter. And I started to believe those words. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, talking about fear, that that's the real four letter (laughs) word. (laughs) You know, it's fear. Fear. Yes. Fear can be so crippling. I mean, there you were having such a powerful story and you let that fear creep in. I call the fear Mr. Ninja because we all have that (laughs) voice in our mind. Right. So I've named it Mr. Ninja because it, it can be fear. It can also be the nev- negative self-talk. Like you can't do this. Who wants mm-hmm. to hear your story? Mm-hmm. And the more we engage with Mr. Ninja, the louder he gets. And he really is a saboteur. And so when we mm-hmm. listen to that fear, it can really stop us from achieving our life purpose and stepping into our power. But I love the fact that when you were ready and that everything aligned for you, that the universe was ready there and waiting for you, Demetria. Your publisher was mm. looking for you. I, I got chills um. when you said that. And yeah. I also really inspired by what you said, how you called looking for someone to work with you on the magazine. And you just kept hearing, no, no, no. But it's like, I didn't come this far to be told no. And you rose above yeah. that even. That's so inspiring. Yes. Along your journey, what would you say was like, the hardest thing for you to overcome as far as like Man. everything? It was the hardest thing for me to overcome was the words that were spoken over my life. Mm. So I've been divorced. I ended up, you know, getting married when I was 25 and I didn't really love him. Again, you know, I never truly to the day, I never really experienced love. And I talk about that in my new book. And I ended up getting married to a man that asked me, met him on social media. (laughs) And he asked me and I was like, well, I'm not attracted to him. I don't really want to do this. But anyway, I ended up marrying him and I ended up getting married again to a man that I knew I shouldn't get married to. But after that second marriage, I ended up waking up and Mm -hmm. I was getting ready to get into another relationship. And I start, I was here, I am 34 at this time. And I said, you know what? No more relationships, no more relationships. And I said, you know what? I have to work on me. Who Mm -hmm. am I? What do I enjoy? What makes me happy? And I said, what has been holding me back all of these years? Why haven't I experienced the life I deserve? Why haven't I experienced the life that I want? And I started to think about everything that was spoken over my life. And the things that were spoken over my life, like, you're ugly. Girl, you'll never be nothing. It's over for you. This is words from when I was a teenager. These was words from when I was growing up. These was words that, oh, you would never get married to a man. And recently, two years ago, someone said they wanted to introduce me to someone. And I said, no. And it was like, who do you think you are? Do you think you're going to get married to a millionaire or something? You're not. You're not going (laughs) to have this. And so I started to say, you know what? I didn't know the power that I held inside. I didn't know that I could denounce those words that mm-hmm. were spoken over my life after all these years. And I said, that's not I me. Mean, hold on. I can have what I say I can have. 
I can, I said, hold on. And I started doing affirmations. I started doing meditation. Mm-hmm. I started doing yoga. I started working out every day. I ended up losing 42 pounds. And I'm still on my journey and I need to start eating different. And so it was just a lot through the journey of saying, you know what? I denounced those words that was spoken over my life and the affirmations began to come to I am. I started speaking things as though I already have it, Mm -hmm. even though in the present in reality, you know, your 3D, it may have been. Oh, you living in a two bedroom home. You may be in this place. But I was like, but I'm not in this place. <laughs> it's kind of like you playing tricks on your mind just a little bit. But I started speaking what I want to see in my life. And I started speaking. I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. I am successful. I am worthy. Yeah. So that's how it all started. And so this is the journey um, that I'm on now. So, Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, words are so powerful. And I love that you also on something very similar again is, you know, the power of affirmations. And a lot of people focus on the law of attraction, but I prefer the law of assumption. Assuming (laughs) I already have this. I already have this. It's a little more easier. (laughs) And the law of assumption is so strong and so powerful and transforming when we implement it into our, our daily life. Uh, Have you had like a role model or someone in the industry that you look up to and and why, why has that person helped you along your journey? I actually did something earlier this year in January. Yeah, I did. And so I took a piece of paper and I made a circle Mm -hmm. and I put my lines through the circle and I said, who are the people who inspire me in my life? And I just started writing down people who is where I want to be. And so I really don't need to talk to these people on the phone. I really don't need to have the friendship, things like that. But I write down people who inspire me. Like if Michelle Obama inspired me, I write down that name. Like whoever inspires me, I write down those names and even books or whatever. But as I look back over my own life, I was like, girl, you rock. Like, I'm inspired by you. <laughs> I look at myself and I'm like, no more self, no more self um, sabotaging, no more neg- self negative talk. Like, girl, I'm inspired by your story. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm so thankful and so proud of you, of the woman that you have become today. So, um, so yeah, that's really. Then a lot of people ask me that I go to therapy and I'm like, I seen someone like three times, but after the last time I was like, um, cause I was in a depression and I would keep like the blinds down. I didn't want the lights on, like absolutely nothing. And I knew that I was changing because every morning I will wake up and I'm like, like if the blinds wasn't up, like I was like, hold on, why my blinds isn't up? Like I would want light in and mm-hmm. and I didn't want that depression state anymore. And um, I knew that a lot of things were just definitely changing me. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to fall into that state that we talk about. And one thing I like to share with listeners who might be 
listening in right now and going through something similar is, you know, the power of affirmations. One thing that really changed my life. Have you ever heard of the five minute journal, Demetria? I actually have the five minute journal. I'm not sure which one you're talking mm -hmm. about, but um, I've seen it. Yeah. And so I yeah, read it. Well, with the five minute journal, what it is, is it focuses on gratitude. And so it's a slow yes. shift of mindset through gratitude. And I mentioned this before on the show, but I love talking about it because it's one of the most powerful tools for me. And every day has a page. There's 365 pages. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, you write five things you're thankful for. And it could be something so small, like, you know, I'm thankful for clothes or food or my dogs, yeah. my family. Yeah. And then at night, you write down five good things that happened that day. And okay. the shift starts off so slow, but then it just becomes mm -hmm. so powerful by changing and switching the mindset that for me, mm -hmm. it helped me to overcome, you know, depression. I used to cry in bed all day on Sundays because I hated my my job at the time. I was working very high stress, you know, jobs in the, in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, just pondering the past. I was living in the past and fear and so by that five minute journal really helped me though to overcome so much. I do like to share that with yeah. listeners. What do you yeah. think in your life inspired the most growth or what year was the most transformative for you? In your actually life? it was actually it was this year and last year. The middle of last year and definitely this year. And as you just talked about gratitude, um, that was one of the biggest things for me. And I actually talked about it in my new book of how I started to become thankful. And I had to forgive the man who almost molested me when I was 16. I had to forgive like all the people that I felt didn't protect me. And so I went through that stage like I truly have to forgive. And um, I see him at the post office and I was like, oh, there he is. At first, when I seen him getting out the car, I was like, I'm going to run him over <laughs> But I looked at my child in the back seat and I was just like, no. But um there I walked in a post office. I actually spoke to him. Wow. And absolutely everything. And it did something for me. It took away like the power that you have been holding over me my entire life. Mm -hmm. And you no longer get to hold that power over me or absolutely nobody else. And I'm talking about I truly forgave, forgave like where I could definitely speak to you. I began, I went home and I, I walked outside and the trees, the grass and everything and, and began to connect with nature. And I said, you know what? I'm thankful. God, thank you. Thank you so much for everything that I had to go through in life. Thank you for the man who almost molested me. Thank you for the ones who didn't protect me. Thank you for me dropping out of high school. Thank you so much for all the divorces that I had to go through. Thank you so much. And I began to be so thankful. And at first I was like, why am I thankful for all of these bad things? And I said, this is where my journey actually begins. No more holding on to bitterness, no more or uh, anything like you're deserving, you're worthy. You know, when I say, oh, you'll never have a family. And I took it as when all of those people, what they told me. Um, I actually wrote them down and I said, no, they was actually trying to tell you what you will have. They I was actually that. trying to tell you who you really are. They seen who you really are. When she said, oh, you'll never be married to a millionaire. And I said, maybe she's trying to tell me I will be married will. to a millionaire. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, when they told me, oh, you never amount to anything. I said, maybe she was trying to tell me that I'm going to amount to everything. And so I turned those words around of what they said about me into positive words. And I said, mm. this is who I am. They was just in fear of who I am because they never lived out their dreams. Mm-hmm. So they was trying to pinfoot their fear on me because they never took a risk becoming an entrepreneur. They never took a risk of who they could have been with or, you know, who they could have really been. So, you know, yeah, you know, that, that thank you and showing gratitude and all of that. Yeah. So my life just, just really, really, um, just changed with that. So, yeah. I really felt that in my gut (laughs) when you said (laughs) about saying thank you. And the universe is absolutely right now sending me a synchronicity because I had someone earlier this week send me the, hope I pronounce it right, Hopa Ono prayer, which is about forgiveness and saying thank you to the people in your life. And so that was just sent to me two days ago. And now here you are (laughs) telling me that that was something that was so transformative for you um, you know, sending love and saying thank you to the people who who hurt you in your life. And so mm-hmm. synchronicities, universe is sending me a sign right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And the biggest thing was is that I had to forgive myself. Forgive myself for thinking, you know, all of these negative things. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, at first I felt bad. I was like, here I am at 37, never been in love, blah, blah, blah. It was like, no, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. Like, just turn all of these words into positive words. Turn mm-hmm. all these negative things into positive things and to speak what you want. I stopped focusing on what I don't want. And I always speak what I want. And I act like I already have it. And so mm-hmm. I one thing that, uh, you know, um, manifesting, absolutely. I'm like, I want this certain type of house and I want my own workout room. And so every day I'm like working out from home, not from a gym. And I put my mat right here on the floor and I joined this thing called Grow with Joe. And I work out every day and I'm like, you know, oh, look, I, like I was literally like, oh, my God, I love my new neighbors. Oh, my God. Thank you for my new neighbors. Thank you for my backyard with my pool. And thank you that I'm able to work out. And it's actually manifestation that mm-hmm. you're manifesting what you want. And I do this every day. Some people say, oh, you're lazy. Why don't you just go to the gym? I don't listen to those. I'm yeah. like, honey, in my mind, I'm like, I'm manifesting, <laughs> manifesting mm-hmm. something. And it has to come to pass. And you know, and come. I tell people, yeah, and I tell people, whatever it is that you are speaking and whatever that you are believing, believe in it and believe in yourself and believe that you are worthy, that mm-hmm. you are worthy of having it. I know sometimes it can get hard and you're like still looking in reality. You're still looking in the 3D and you're like, man, I don't see what I'm speaking. I don't see what I'm writing down. And it's like, man, the universe is working it out for you, man. Like continue to go outside, connect with that that nature. People don't know that when you begin to speak things through the trees and through the wind and through the air. I mean, the stuff is so freaking powerful. Like it's Mm -hmm. amazing. (laughs) No, it really is. And, you know, the power of words, 
they, they form yeah. yeah they form our reality yeah. our thoughts truly form our reality i see that mm. a lot happen in my sessions um mm. people's true beliefs and thoughts will come up a lot in the sessions and wow. mm-hmm, yes yes Demetria, where where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what does Demetria look like in five years? <laughs> um, you know, I try to tell people where I see myself in five months. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, if you if we want to say five years, um, wow, I see myself very happy, mm-hmm. and you know, um, you know, with an amazing family something that I've just never experienced before. I have um, an 11-year-old son. Me too. And, um, oh, wow, <laughs> what's his birthday? July 28th. Yeah. Okay, my son. Uh, okay, his was in April, so he just mm. turned 11. So, awesome. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Keep yes. me up my toes. <laughs> oh. Love him dearly. <laughs> yes, most definitely. And um, he never really experienced a father figure, mm. you know, and um, his dad just passed away about six weeks ago. Mm. And yeah, he was murdered in jail. Like the last time my son ever heard from him was he was one. So my son didn't even know him. But where I see myself is definitely happy, most definitely successful, just really having really big events and inspiring other women to know that they are worthy. Uh, women who have been down the road broken like me mm-hmm. and they are thriving and involving in life because I stood up and told my story and they may have went through words in life, but they know like your story matters. Your voice matters. And, you know, my magazine, again, is not for the inch or to get back at nobody or anything like that. Like, this is for you. You know, this is your time for you to look in the mirror. So I definitely see myself in a good place, um, thriving and evolving in life, you know, even doing some, um, you know, events, you know, in different countries. I love that. Um, Travel. (laughs) Yeah, different countries and everything like that. And um, my passport don't expire to 2027. So <laughs> pack your bags. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's an upcoming project that you're working on right now that listeners could look out for? So in September, I am hosting my sixth annual in Hollywood, California. So this oh, was awesome. definitely... Yes, this was definitely a big leap for me and super excited of the speakers that's coming out to definitely share their story to pour into the other guests who's going to be there to know that they have a voice, to know that they can turn their dreams into reality Mm -hmm. and to know that they are worthy of the things that they desire and you can have what you want. You can have it all. And those words that were spoken over your life, you have the power to change your life. It's no more what mama did, what daddy did, what sister did, um, whoever did, what your ex did. No, 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 no. This is about you. And so it's the sixth annual Refuse to Lose Entrepreneurial Wellness Summit. So this is all about your wellness. That Friday, we have our VIP session. So we have champagne, we have fruit, we have a yoga 
Yes, we have a yoga instructor that's coming in. So she's going to be doing the first beginning of yoga. We're going to be doing breathing techniques. We're going to be doing meditation. We're going to be doing affirmations that day. And so it's just going to be a whole, you know, uh, full morning of just changing who you are. So I'm super excited about this. And a lot of people don't know as I'm planning the sixth annual. I got to get ready for them to register for the seventh annual. Mm. And let me tell you the other day when I wrote down the seventh annual, I don't know why I started crying. Mm. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Wow. I made it. You, you <laughs> have part. made it. All of those and baby I steps. Like the seventh annual, I wow. went through a lot through the third annual. I went through a lot on the fourth annual. I was like, oh my God, I dealt with so much. And this one is becoming a great turnout. But when I wrote down mm-hmm. that seventh annual, I just started crying. I was like, where is this coming? <laughs> yes. That sounds amazing. I'll have to definitely keep a lookout for that. And we'll include all the information in the show notes for listeners who are interested yes. in attending. So I'll make sure to get Thank all you. the links and everything. And where yes. can people go to learn more about you? So come to Instagram. Actually, I have a blog. And on my blog, oh. yes, on my blog, I share and I wrote down, going back to talking to that little girl. I share blogs on life after divorce, writing your you know, your life story, journaling, like all types of blogs. So I am on Instagram at Demetria for real, F-O-R for real. So you can, you know, come to my page. I'm actually going to start beginning posting a lot of videos, more inspirational content. But yeah, so I'm on Facebook at Demetria Bowie. Wonderful. And what final words of advice do you have for listeners today to anybody listening who might be in a similar situation as you were in? Yes, my advice would be, as you heard, um, the power of words. Like Mm. people may have said things to you, but please know that you had, and I know that sometimes it's not so easy as said and done, but please know that you have the power to change your life. You have the power. It's nobody else. You have the power to change your life. You have the power to make, that change, you know, that you want to see in your life. If you don't like the weight that you are, you have the power to get up and work out every day. You have the power to pass McDonald's, Wendy's, or, you know, don't eat certain foods. Like you have the power to say where you want to live. You want to live in Alaska. You have the power, you know, to change your life and to change your situation. But first you have to know that you are worthy of it. No, like I am worthy of it, even though you may have never experienced it in your life, but know that you are worthy of it and that you can experience. All you have to do is write it down and repeat mm-hmm. it every single day and be thankful for it. I am thankful for whatever it is that you want. And people may still try to deter you. And, I, and one last thing that I would say is don't share your dreams and your hopes with people. Keep those things to yourself. Because when I was in my manifestation season, and still is and will probably forever be, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Manifesting Right. something. laughs> yes. and um, I tell people, keep those 
listening to yourself, I went out and I'm telling you, I was just so excited about this thing. And I told somebody and she came back and she was just like, oh, no, that, you know, and people will discourage you. And so you begin to get discouraged. And so now you're not thinking positive. So you're thinking about what that other person said. Again, the power of words. Now you're thinking you're thinking it's off now what you believe in is off. And so now the other person didn't deter you from it is what you are speaking or what you are writing down. So I tell people, keep your notes to yourself. You are not obligated to tell anybody anything. You are obligated to believe in whatever it is that you want to believe in. And I never thought I'd be hosting an event in Hollywood. And so here I am headed there in September and everything is booked and we are ready to go. And so you be your authentic self, be you. You don't have to please absolutely anyone. You are free. Live in your authentic seat and who you really are. And when I became who I really am, I'm like, I'm this goofy romance writer because I had always been afraid to write about romance because in church and all mm -hmm. that stuff from the past, couldn't really do this or involved anyway. But I came into my identity and I'm like, this is who I am. I love who I am. My biggest accomplishment is knowing who I am and loving who I am. And I definitely encourage so many others to do the same. Thank you so much. And I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said, um, especially the part about when manifesting or working from the law of assumption, you know, to keep that to yourself, because there are those negative forces out there that like to try to stop us from achieving oh, yeah. our full potential. And they can be quite yeah. good at it. I've learned that lesson the hard way. And so I don't tell yeah. anybody anything. I love what you said earlier. You was just like, the universe was just waiting, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> it really I is. Well, Demetria, I think it's time to call this one. I really enjoyed our conversation and getting to know you. And I know our listeners are going to find such value and be so inspired by your story. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum Healing Hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.